Welcome to Two Girls Who Scare Easily. I'm Andy. And I'm Katie. And we are the two girls who scare easily. We live in Colorado on the Front Range, and we swap stories each week about spooky, weird, macabre, true crime, urban legends, and see how much we can freak each other out. Yep. That's that's what we do. <laughs> and we curse. So. Yes, we uh, curse. If that bothers you, you can turn it off. It's because it's going to happen. Yeah. But I hope it doesn't. I don't know. I hope it doesn't bother you. Oh, I thought you were saying, I hope it doesn't happen. And I was like, what? <laughs> No, the cursing is definitely going to happen. I'm surprised that I haven't already done it. Right? I was like, Katie, this is something we should have talked about if you have a problem with it. I'm so so sorry. It'd be so much better if you weren't lame. (laughs) Um, Not general listener. I mean, me specifically. It'd be so much better if I wasn't lame. Um, Yeah. So we curse, we say things, we talk about stuff. We are an adult show for adult people. Do with that what you will. And is there anything else that we needed to go over? Um, I don't think so. This okay. is episode five. Yes. Is this episode five already? It is. That's exciting. I know. Where does the We're time doing go? doing the damn thing. We are. Look at us go. You can't see my hand motions, everyone, but I'm definitely doing Spartan cheerleader. Hoorah. It's okay. Every so often, I cut the video out and post it on social media. Okay. So they can see. All of my uh, Gumby moves. I did see yep. the... Um... It enhances the story. Thank you. Um, I did like the clip that you posted about werewolves. <laughs> they, my <laughs> clip selection process is possibly questionable. It's just things that made me laugh or were weird or surprising. It may have nothing to do with the actual story of the episode. <laughs> I don't think it's questionable. I think if it makes you laugh, then it's fantastic. Good. Because this, go. this is your show. You can't make questionable decisions on your own show. Yeah. I mean, really, the whole, like, a large part of the point of this show is just so we could tell each other stories. <laughs> exactly. It's like an excuse. Because we weren't going we to schedule this otherwise. No. No, not at all. Um, are you are you ready for the story today? I'm so ready. I'm okay. very excited. This is fantastic. Oh, if there's, and you might edit them out, I don't know, so that it's seamless. But if there's weird breaks, it's because I have to cough and I'm trying to mute my mic. So I'm sorry. I just, I had COVID, everybody. That's okay. It's okay. I can edit it out. Okay. Try my best. Um, I'll just 
fill it in with nonsense while you're busy. Yeah, you can freestyle. Give us some uh, spoken word poetry. <laughs> Maybe about... I don't think that's going to end well for anybody. <laughs> It'll be the weirdest episode ever. Um, so... Side note, real quick, before you start. Yeah. I now live in constant fear that you are going to tell me about the thing that I started researching for my next story. Uh-oh. That's my new fear. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's fine. We have time. And I've got backup topics, but that's just like I got really excited about next week's topic. And I'm like, oh, if she does this, it's going to make me sad. <laughs> I don't think I did it. If I did, I'm sorry. It's very unintentional. Oh, no, no, no. You you have literally no way of knowing okay. because I just chose this like two days ago. Oh. And actually, I changed my mind. I was going to do something else. And then I was like, no, this is way more interesting right now. Nice. They're both interesting. It's just this one. It's like I'm feeling it right now. Anyway. Oh, this is so exciting. Um, well, this week, because I'm me and outside of loving anything weird, maybe dark, macabre, spooky, strange, unusual. Uh, I also love holidays. All of them. Ooh. Any and all of them. And as a basic white bitch, I fucking love Christmas. I just do. I do. So I wanted to find something that could be on brand, if you will. And that took us to, not in subject matter, but in name only. Today we are covering the Hotel St. Nicholas in Cripple Creek. Oh, oh, I've heard Cripple Creek is like hella haunted. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots of other locations, which we will definitely do other episodes about. And I only kept sort of a brief overview of the history of the town itself. But naturally, I saw the name and I went, St. Oh, Nicholas? Of course a bitch is going to make it Christmas-themed. Like, of course I'm going to. I'm surprised I'm not drinking eggnog right now. I love that. Let me check the calendar really quick, because this might actually be, like, a Christmas episode. <laughs> Let me see. One, two, three... Oh, it's going to come out, like, just after Christmas, I think. Okay. Yeah. On, like, the 27th, if we stick to our current schedule. Well, then, fantastic. This People can enjoy this um, over the holiday break. When you're yes. sipping on that hooch and um, playing with your brand new toys or putting your house together after it was destroyed on the 24th and 25th, we will learn about the Hotel St. Nick. So, do you want to learn about the hotel specifically first, or do you want to hear about the town first and then move into the hotel? I can do either way. Let's 
start with the town. We'll go broad and then like focus And then in. focus in? Okay. Yeah. I, by the way, I appreciate your thought train that was like, hey, Christmas, Hotel St. Nicholas. Yeah. That is a train that I would have taken. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're all aboard the Holiday Express in this household. Choo, choo. So, let me go to... Oh my gosh, I have had an alarm going off. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I was like, what is that music? Like, oh, shit, it's me. It's me. I got a new phone case. I'm the problem. Last night, and I just need to brag about it real quick. It's incredibly cute. <laughs> is it an astronaut? It is. So... The case itself is just like the black and gold because if it's black, I'm a whore for it. Um, but the little astronaut is the new uh, holder. See, so it opens <gasps> like that, and then I can oh my grip gosh. it. That's adorable. I feel so stylish. I've never had such a trendy phone case before. I love it. Is this being hip? I don't. I don't know. I I'm just... not the right person to ask about that. You have a red panda onesie on right now. You're the definition of hip. I do. It's adorable. It's comfy. Like it's very comfy. I don't know. My house has been cold. My my phone case is also my wallet. Like it slides open, has my cards, because I can't be trusted with purses. I see. I I once forgot my purse at two different bars in the same night. And you got it back both times? <laughs> <Since then. laughs> I did. I did. It was, um, luckily it was like not downtown. They were like suburb bar bars. So. Okay. Suburb bars. That was. It's kind of a tongue twister. That was the It blessed... was lucky, but then I was, yeah, I was not allowed to carry a purse after that. So. That's fair. That's fair. That was the mother goddess telling you like, lady. Get your shit together because this is the last time I'm going to help you. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I I am the person who panics about having all of my stuff. So even when I know that I put it in exactly the same sp space and it's like zipped and it's good, I will check it 19 times a night. I will just constantly make sure that it's there. Every time, all the time. When I do take a purse because I'm going out wearing something that doesn't have pockets and without my walking man purse, um, I'm, like, obsessive about it. I, right? like, mm -hmm. I freak out and check on it every two seconds, even when it's, like, on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Like, full-on fanny pack. That's why, you know what? That's why fanny packs are amazing. Honestly, that's why I wear one. When we, like, go out dancing right. or I go to a concert, it's zipped. It's attached to my body. I have my hands free. That's actually a great idea. I should take a fanny pack tomorrow. Yeah. Going to a concert. That'll be good. Fanny packs are amazing. And I don't know why they got such a bad rap for looking goofy. They are such a practical option. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So... So, you know, Cripple Creek, an absolute, an absolute perfect uh, segue. Fanny packs. That was flawless. I can, 
I can wrap it in. <clears throat> okay. Fanny packs are like the human version of saddlebags. And miners would transport their belongings to mining camps in saddlebags. Cripple Creek Mining Camp. We've come full circle. Boom. So. Boom. Masterful. Yeah. So here we go. That was, here we go. Yeah. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. So the area that Cripple Creek is in, for those who don't know, it is about 20 minutes southwest of Colorado Springs at the base of Pikes Peak. And that area was actually inhabited for thousands of years by the Uncompahgre Ute. And they actually named the mountain... I want to get the pronunciation right. They named the mountain Tava, which means Sun Mountain. And they actually believe that that's where their people originated from. So before I talk about when a bunch of white dudes settled the area, people were already living there. And they knew that it was beautiful. They didn't know about the millions of pounds of gold ore that was beneath the surface. But who fucking cares, you know? That's a pretty name for a mountain, too. I know. I like Tava much better than Pikes Peak. A, because the people who were here first named it that. B, sounds way better. And C, it's named after, who the fuck, Zebulon Pike. But he didn't even scale the summit. So you know what? Like, huh. why do you get a mountain named after you? Lame. You didn't do it. Like, you saw it, but you didn't climb it. They did just propose changing one of the names of the mountains. Which one is it? Mount Evans, I think. They're changing yes. it to Blue Which... Sky, I think. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's, is that the Arapaho name? I think it's the Arapaho name for it. I think so, yeah. Um, I am all for that. Uh, let's change some shit back to the indigenous people who lived here and what they called it feels like that makes sense. You know? Yeah. It already um, had a name. Yeah. It already it fucking, and it had a way better name. Right. Ugh. So, but for simplicity's sake, we are going to I guess refer to it as Pikes. Stupid. Um, so the town is at the base of the mountain. And after the Uncompahgre Ute and every other indigenous person and group was forcibly removed from here, then Westerners started moving into the area. So in the 1870s, 1880s, people were living in the region that is now Cripple Creek, but it was predominantly ranching. It was predominantly, it was predominantly pasture land. It wasn't while it was at the base of a mountain, it wasn't in itself like a super mountainous region. Not like how outside of Boulder, when you go straight into the foothills, where a lot of that mining area is, you get super instant steep hills. Mm-hmm. Like Four Mile Canyon and stuff like that. It doesn't look exactly like that. It's a little bit more sloping. And then you can get into the nooks and crannies. 
It is, that whole area is beautiful and it's one of my favorite parts of Colorado that I've been to. It's so gorgeous down there. It looks just like so Colorado. Like it's just, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it really feels like the poster child for when people think of the state. Exactly. Which is probably why, oh, I was going to say, it's probably why Colorado Springs fought so hard to compete with Denver and the Denver area for the tourist industry. Yeah. That could be. So like, our shit's really pretty. And then Denver was like, but we're the capital. And Colorado Springs was like, but our shit's really pretty. Yeah. It's a thing. I took the kids camping down there this summer. It was gorgeous. It was like my favorite campsite I've ever been to. Were you in Cripple Creek specifically or just in that region? Uh, Just in that region. I was kind of between Colorado Springs and Cripple Creek. There's like another little town called Victor. It's like right by this national forest where we Mm -hmm. parked. Or where we, yeah. where we parked, where we camped. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, Victor comes up in the history of Cripple Creek, actually, because they were all, all of the mining camps kind of turned into one big ginormous sprawl. I. So that's how I recognize. Love that name. town. We have partied in it a couple of times, <laughs> randomly. <laughs> I'll tell you. That's, really? Yeah. Um, okay. One of my friends did the PR for a haunted hotel there. They're like really leaning into the haunted thing in Victor. Um, and so, yeah, yeah we've, we've gone there a couple of times. We didn't this year, but we went a couple of times for Halloween and just like took over the town. It's slowly being bought out by people like RH and they're putting like really cool businesses in there. And it's a super fun place. <laughs> So what I'm hearing is we have to go to Victor during Halloween and stay at the hotel. Yes. Yes, that's what you're hearing. I. It was also where I discovered how much fun partying as a 30-something is because, like, we were all just taking care of each other. <laughs> so it was, yeah. like, all night it was like, hey – do this shot. Also, are you drinking water? <laughs> I'm like, it, I distilled the last time we went, like I said, we didn't go this year cause we were busy, but, um, I distilled the last time we went into this one moment that happened where we were, it was like the night that we were all going out for Halloween. And so we were getting ready. We were getting dressed in our costumes and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my friend. And we're having this discussion about interdisciplinary approaches to solving social issues while she rolled a joint on a book about witchcraft. Of course. It was just perfect. I'm like, this this is what I'm about. That is... In a haunted hotel. That is everything. That is life. Yeah. yeah. That's the perfect night. Like that's yeah. so next Halloween. That's the perfect night. That's I want plan. to. Can I also dress up like an eighteen eighties bar wench? Absolutely. 
Okay. I mean, I think I was okay. rainbow bright cool. that year, That's... but bar wench. We should just haunt up, like, we should just dress Fantastic. up as, like, yeah, 1800s, like, ghosts. <laughs> just walk around town. 1800s rainbow bright. Weird. In my head, like, rainbows didn't exist in the 1800s. I don't know how to conceptualize that much color <laughs> back then. Is that because all the photos are black and white? Yes. In my head, the past is sepia-toned. <laughs> I think that that's the case in everybody's. It gets it does get really weird when you see those colorized and digitized old pictures, and you realize, oh fuck, they were humans. Ah, right? oh, geez. When I hear about like historical people just getting up to random fuckery. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you yeah. did that back then too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you realize the amount of uh, dick jokes that are in William Shakespeare. Yeah. Or like how long people have just been drawing penises on things, like just graffiti style. So much shit. Of course we drew dicks on everything. Henry VIII wrote, he basically sexted in the form of letters to Anne Boleyn straight up being like hey girl I want to grab yo titties <laughs> yeah history and was, was the and like wild we were we were all the same yep. speaking of the same we were the same in our binging and obsession tactics mm. in the 1880s and the reason that I know this is because Back to Cripple Creek. In 1890, a man named Bob Womack in the area, he bought a ranch. This ranch has the most depressing name in the entire fucking world, and I want other people to hear this. So they bought a ranch. He and his brother bought one called the Broken Box Ranch. Oh, no. Why is that, like, the lamest and most depressing-sounding name for a piece of land? What is your selling point for naming it Broken Box? Why? Oh, hey, you'll know it because there's a broken box on there? Like, who the fuck comes up with that and is like, yeah, sure. You know what? This will get people to come in in droves. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what... Even if it's not there, you know how apartment complexes will give themselves like really fancy or like lush sounding names, even though nothing lush exists there. Like places that say like Blue Spruce Creek Garden of the God's Flower. And it's in the middle of a downtown and all it is is concrete. Yeah. But they're going to give themselves a really pretty sounding name. That's like the opposite. I wonder if there's like, um, I remember in elementary school, this is so Nebraska of me, but I remember in elementary school, we did a whole study about like ranch names and like symbols of ranches. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if there's like some sort of symbolism. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's like deeper Probably. meanings, but it's still not. You got to think it through, like, holistically. 
Like, not just, hey, yeah. this is how it sounds to other ranchers. You got to be like, hey, this is how it sounds to everyone else. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm sure, realistically, it probably had something to do with either the the symbol, the branding symbol, because every single one had to be different. So maybe they created the symbol and then the symbol was tied to the ranch and they were like, well, it's a box, but it goes up like this, so it's broken. But I'm going with... Someone was an idiot. Someone somewhere was an idiot. And maybe that's not true, but I'm saying that that was true. I'm okay with that. That's my completely unfounded, baseless opinion. I would like to hear Bob more and his brother decided about this person before I pass judgment. Well, it ends up being kind of funny and a little sad for Bob. So Bob and his brother, they buy this ranch fairly quickly afterwards in a gully, in a trench, they find what appears to be gold. They take it to get assessed. Turns out it's very high quality ore. In comes the gold rush. Word gets out. People start moving to the area in droves. At this point, it's still just like a ramshackle, tents, shanty, sprawl. These are all just mining camps. Nothing's been officially founded yet. And then there's a few, like, uh, clapboard, you know, like, brothels, because those are always the first thing to come to a mining camp. You have a jail, you have an assayer's office, and you have a brothel. So, fast forward a couple years, and here's a fun fact about, I'd, am I the only one who loves, I love mining history, no, it's so this actually, might be like the world's. I think it's fascinating, so I'm here for it. Everybody else can skip it okay. if they want. I don't care. I'm I'm excited. This might be the world's most boring, but I I think that's absolutely fascinating. So the reason that this area ended up being huge for mining is because it was a volcanic field in the Oligocene period which is like millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years ago. So after the intercontinental seaway dried up, then this area, then there was a lot of seismic tectonic activity, which is where, I mean, the Rockies, um, there was a lot of volcanic activity, tectonic plates pushing against each other. And that was the same thing for this creation. So because the volcanic activity was going on, while it was forming mountains, what it was also doing was pushing a lot of lava and magma and mineral deposits up into the land itself. So it was creating these huge bands of precious minerals, silver, gold, semi-precious stones, like all that kind of stuff. Neat. So this area was really unique for that because there was like, like a fuck ton of it. And... In 1893, the largest, actually not the largest, one of the largest gold strikes in history happened in Cripple Creek. And in fact, I remember this because at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science, they have a fucking massive nugget, I guess. It (laughs) looks like an asteroid. 
and it's huge. And they're like, oh, hey, do you want to know where this came from? This came from that gold strike in 1893. It's called the Independence Lode. It's because the Independence Mine struck it. And they pulled out, I have the exact number. I think it was 6,200 kilograms of gold from this Holy one shit. seam. That's a lot of gold. It was 200,000 ounces of gold. That's insane. Yeah. That was a fuck ton of gold. You, like, couldn't walk down so the that street happened. without tripping over it. This mine strikes it rich. People went batshit in this area. Like, Cripple Creek... Well, at that point, it wasn't even called Cripple Creek. It was called an amalgamation of fucking mining camps. Um, hmm. And unfortunately, in between 1890 and 1893, Bob Womack, who originally had the, the ranch, he sold his mining claim for $500 because he hadn't struck anything else and he'd fallen on some hard times. He thought his shit was dried up. So he sold his mining claim for $500 and he ended up dying oh, penniless. That's rough. Yeah. So I remember hearing a story about one of those, one of those companies, one of the mining companies that like they kept trying and they finally just gave up and sold their claim. And then, they struggled like two feet from where they were mining. That happened a lot with mines because, you know, as with any other business, when your resources run out, you can't go any farther. So even if you were six inches away from a seam, you can't see that, you know, you can't know, which is why it's always smarter. A, that's how a lot of mines got monopolized because people would strike it rich and then they had the money and resources to constantly dump into other shit. And B, they also were able to hire geologists and really high quality assayers and all of that. The people who could research and could say like, this is going to be a smart bet. This isn't going to be. Yeah, that's fair. Damn monopolies. And sometimes it was just dumb luck. Also that. Fucking. The fucking man coming in again. Right? So the man came in to Cripple Creek and want to hear some banana ball shit. Okay. So the independence load is struck. Everybody's going nuts. The town was there. Air bunnies. Air bunnies. Again, it was like probably three brothels at this time and a, and a jail in three years. It went from 500 people to 10,000. Wow. In three fucking years. So this shit, that's insane. Went crazy. It was like the last major gold rush. Yeah. It was the last major gold rush in Colorado. This was the last spot. So everybody came. Shit went wild. People were going ham. So much ham that there are accounts from that time. And when you entered the town, you'll be greeted by the U.S. Marshal. 
<laughs> he would say, hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm the U.S. Marshal. We love that you're here, but give me all of your weapons. <laughs> you didn't just have to... Yeah, you didn't have to just check your weapons at the fucking door of, like, a brothel or a pool hall or whatever the fuck. You had to check your weapons at the door of the fucking town. <laughs> that is wild. I mean... Yeah, he was like, yeah. uh-uh. I could see it. Fuck you. I could see it. It, it was, you know, still literally the Wild West. There wasn't a lot to do. Like, you, you mine, and then you... Oh, yeah. Drink? <laughs> I guess. Pretty much. Yep. That was it. And then you would blow your money on drinking and ladies of the night. And then you would get into fights. And then you would go up and mine again and... Maybe you'd find some good shit, but then you'd have to keep it hidden because if people knew that you had good shit, then they would kill you. Yeah. Or you were mining the good shit take it for the company, you. so you didn't get to keep anything anyway. Yeah, hell nah, because the man fucking takes it from you. You know, one of these days we'll cover the... Rude. So the town blows up, and then... Which one do you want to cover? Oh, said so one of these days we'll have to cover... All the, like, mining strikes and all that craziness. Because it got real wild. Dude, that shit got buck wild. It's the massacre. Mm-hmm. Ludlow. The Ludlow mining... Yeah, that's... Sh- mm-mm. That's a whole other... That shit was banana balls. And horrible. There was a mining strike in Cripple Creek, but that happens a little bit later. So... Shit's going wild. The town's blowing up. Now there's actual buildings, but they're all wooden. And let me tell you why wooden structures are cheap and fast, but ineffective. Because they're tinderboxes. And in 1896 in Cripple Creek, in the span of a few days in April, an entire street burned to the ground. Oh, wow. Wait, the fire lasted, like, days? Uh, no. It was two separate fires. Oh, no. Yeah. So listen to this shit, because this is also where we start folding in the St. Nicholas Hotel. Which, in case you can't guess by the name, it was actually a hospital run by Catholic nuns when it was first opened. Checks out. Mm-hmm. So, 1896, the nuns are already in Cripple Creek. They already had an original St. Nicholas Hospital, which was a wooden structure, and it was in the same area as the street in which our story features, which is called Meyer Street. Okay. This was basically, like, the downtown. This was the red light district. This where all the brothels and the dance halls... And all of that shit was happening. So according to legend, April 25th, 1896, a lady of the night and her gentleman beau got into a rather heated argument at dance hall. Apparently, in the altercation, 
she threw an oil lamp at him. And it didn't hit him, but it did hit a curtain. So, fucking curtain goes up in flames. And again, it's Colorado. Shit's fucking dry. Yeah. This entire building is made of wood. And there's booze. And there's also other oil lamps. And various and sundry, highly flammable tapestries and curtains and God knows what else. So, this shit goes up in flames. Burns down half the fucking street. Oh, jeez. People die. It's awful. Yeah. Chaos consumes the town. How bad would you feel? Right? I couldn't find anywhere. I mean, she she might have died and then not felt. And then not felt bad. But that's the thing. I couldn't find if she survived or not. Yeah, they didn't, um, they didn't do a lot of records of women of the night back then. I mean, women barely counted as people back then, so, in general. That's true. Especially if you were using, uh, your body as your profession, which, you know, I mean, like, you use what you've got. Right. A job is a job. And hey, man, that shit was profitable. So, you know what? Girls gotta eat. Yeah, girls gotta eat. And, like, that shit's fucking work. So, I'm not out here being like, you're not human. No. Get fucked. Um, no. So, half the street burns down. A few days later, a cook in a hotel spills some oil on a hot stove, starts another fire... The other half of the street burns down. Oh, no. Oh, they can't catch a break. No. They fucking can't. Which also is why, is what led to Cripple Creek being so haunted in general, was because it was a mining town, so there's chaos, confusion, debauchery, the gates of hell are wide open, and then you have this massive chaotic event where, like, hundreds of people fucking die or get buried in rubble or God knows what else. Like, that's a whole lot of energy that you're churning up in there. Exactly. In fact, at the St. Nicholas Hotel, which is now a charming bed and breakfast, and I absolutely want to go, there is a picture that somebody snapped from day one of the fires in April, and you can see the half of the street that is on fire. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You can see, like, people are blurry because they're all running around and stuff like that, and someone, like, set up their camera on a hill and click, click, and you can see all of it. It is an absolutely fascinating piece of history, and I'm so happy that they did that. Yeah, that's really cool. There are some photos like that I've mm-hmm. seen of Victor where it's like before and after because, uh, spoiler, Victor also burned down at one point. Ha ha <laughs> Almost all mining towns are going to burn down at some point. You've got wood, you've got haphazard lighting. Right. Nobody's taking care of it and a lot of people are fucking drunk and fighting. Exactly. Your shit's going to burn down. Exactly. So, during the fire, in fact, one of the 
There was because, of course, the minute people are in a town trying to do good things, someone is there trying to fuck with them. So apparently, the second that the nuns established their order and established a hospital, St. Nicholas Hospital, there was an anti-Catholic group that didn't want them there because... Because why not? You're trying to do something good. Someone's there fucking with your shit. Who wants a hospital? Psh, rude. Hospitals are for suckers. Yeah. Oh, you're helping people? Yeah. Oh, they're fucking sick? No, it's fuck lame. you. I don't like you. Nerd. You're so lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a hospital? You fucking nerd. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> So, during this fire and during the chaos, um, this gentleman who was part of the anti-Catholic league, he decided that he was going to blow up the nurse's hospital. That's a decision. I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, that's really... That's... You're really planning ahead there, bud. Hundreds of people are injured or sick or dying. And your thought is, I'm going to destroy the place that they need. Yeah, that'll turn everybody against the Catholics, for sure. No way that's going to backfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good plan. Not at all. Not at all. He did get a bit of instant karma. (laughs) So as he was running down... To <laughs> as he was running down to the basement to try and deposit said dynamite. Because it's it's not modern day dynamite. This is 1890s dynamite, <laughs> which is a little I mean it's made by it's made by hand. It's a little shoddy on exactly when and how it's gonna go off. What Shocker. It goes off early. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little bit iffy. So it goes off early, early enough that he's, you know, near it, and it blows off his leg. Oh, no. And now he needs that hospital. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And now he needs the hospital. So the sisters see him, find him. He doesn't destroy the building, but they do find him because he's injured and there's a massive explosion. So he gets taken in with all of the other injured and wounded, and they take care of him anyways and end up restoring him. He survives and he goes on after that to completely regret his actions and talk about how why being hateful is not cool. Wait, really? That's never how that goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lovely. I know. That's never how that goes. But he ended up being like, oh, my God, I was a fucking idiot. Thanks for saving my life. And they were like, hey, you know what? I'm glad that it didn't work. And uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Turns out like, hospitals we are We are also glad that we were able. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they, tend to be, they tend to be a good thing. Now, his shoe from the leg that was blown off landed in a tea kettle, and the nuns kept it in the hospital as a memento. That is also a decision. 
Mm -hmm. I can't say I would have made a different decision, though. Seems like a thing I would have done. I would have absolutely done that. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would would be like, no, that's too good of a story. I'm fucking, I'm going to keep that. That's. I probably would have like. Hey, why do you have a shoe? Oh, funny story. I probably would have kept it in the kitchen, too. Have it, like, just on a little shelf on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the tea kettle. Yeah, I'd like, oh, you could keep your tea in it. Like your little sachets. Aw. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's a conversation <laughs> piece. Someone comes in and they go, hey, that's an interesting decor choice. And you say, thanks, it's from a dude's leg. And I go, why? And then you tell the story. So right now that we are on the part of, now that we're with the Sisters of the Order of St. Nicholas, after the fire of 1896, the sisters said, you know what? We, we love that our hospital and our original wooden structure didn't burn down, but this seems like a warning sign. We need something a little bit better. So, 1898 comes around. They build what is now the Hotel St. Nicholas. At that point, it was the St. Nicholas Hospital. And it was built according to the architectural historians of Cripple Creek. The Society of Architectural History. Excuse me. That was their name. Very fancy. It is built in an Italian villa style. I know. I was like, ooh, you sound cool. Very fancy. So they built a new hospital out of brick. That is the one that is standing today. It's up on a hill. It's a beautiful structure. It has an adorable uh, small wooden porch. And at the time when it was functioning as a hospital, it had... 26 hospital rooms. It also had a surgery ward. They ended up adding on to it and building a top level that the nuns actually lived in. And it functioned as a hospital for a really long time. Functioned as a hospital from 1898 until 1925 by the nuns themselves. Then the nuns left the area and it was turned over to the county. They sold it to the county for a dollar. And it became a county mm-hmm. hospital. Mm-hmm. And it was used as a county hospital through the 60s. And then it was a, it was a private hospital kind of off and on. And then it sat empty for a little bit in the 1980s. And then it was refurbished into a bed and breakfast and I believe it opened in 1995 and it's been open okay as bed and breakfast ever since so now as a B&B this building which is very highly rated by the way it's been getting a lot mm. of four and five star reviews and now it is a 15 room bed and breakfast it's 
has to be so haunted though, right? Like, cause it was a hospital for such a long time. And I firmly believe that every single hospital is haunted. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every single one is. Um, yes, it is quite haunted. And they, they know that it is. They market it as that. And not necessarily oh, in like, hey, come to our haunted bed and breakfast. But they're like, hey, there's for sure ghosts here. So, cool. you know, I can, don't uh, I respect that. Don't I don't be rude. I don't like the ones that are like, no, what ghosts? I've never heard of that. It's like, come on. Yeah. You know what we're here for. Like, we all know that you're lying. You know you're lying. We know that you're lying. You don't have to make it some sort of, like, shtick or, like, selling point if you don't want to. But you can say, like, well, this place has a lot of history. So if there's some other inhabitants... That's why. And this bed and breakfast seems to do exactly that. There is a really cool tavern on the main level called the Boiler Room. It's because that's where the original boiler is that functioned as the heating for the whole place. And it's now the back bar. Like, it's the splash of the back bar where all the beer taps and stuff are. And I absolutely fucking love it. And I want to go there. Really, really bad. Neat. And the rooms are adorable. And they are decorated in sort of your classic Victorian style. And... Where was my other fun little tidbit? About... It as a hospital. Oh, doubly fucking haunted. It also had a, in their words, language of the time, a mental ward. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So that's where you get the worst hauntings. That's where you, yeah, that's where you get, like, the worst shit. Because in the turn of the century, you could toss people in the quote-unquote mental ward for anything, for literally being a woman. Mm-hmm. You could be too loud. You could be gay. You could fall in love with someone who is not white. Your husband could just get tired of you. Mm-hmm. Like, she's hysterical. She's got a wandering mm-hmm. uterus. Yes, she's got a traveling <laughs> womb. We need to shock her to put it back in there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shuck so, it back into place. Yeah, just throw some like cold water on it, and then it'll just relodge itself, and then they'll be the docile doormat that I've always wanted them to be. Because I don't see anyone else as human beings. Exactly, and if that doesn't work, you just jam an ice pick up their nose. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even a big deal. So the facility did have. A, a wing for mental health patients. Um, I mean, it was a hospital. So the reason that they started expanding and having, like, all of this other stuff was because the county built another hospital, so the nuns were trying to compete with them. Uh. And so they were like, we have all of this other stuff. We have this state-of-the-art surgical ward. We have all of these other things. We have a ward for mental patients. 
And that's why you should come to us instead. Well, fast forward now. Shit, super haunted. But they have a jacuzzi on their roof. So, really? Yeah, it's still worth it. Yeah, that's, I, to me, like, that's, that's fucking worth it. You have a queen-size bed, a fireplace in room, and a jacuzzi on the roof. I will take every single ghost you've got. Sold. You kidding me? Yep. Yeah. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some of the ghosts who are there are, as you might guess, the nuns themselves. Oh, I didn't even think about them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, huh. they're most active on the third floor, which was their living quarters. So I read one blog where a woman stayed the night at the hotel. And when she was in her room and she was like getting changed and shit like that, she said that she heard indiscernible, but like hushed voices like it was someone who just walked in on you when you were in the middle of changing and they were like, Oh, like, what are you doing up here? Like that kind of thing. So she couldn't hear anything that they were specifically saying, but the tone was like, they seemed surprised that someone was naked in front of them. Weird. Yeah. And then, yeah. And she also had this feeling of like, being disapprovingly watched not like menacing not not mean but like oh yeah what are you you are behaving in an inappropriate way huh so apparently they don't like anybody acting in quote-unquote bad behavior and my first thought when i read that was they're going to fucking hate us. <laughs> they're going to hate us because I only know bad behavior. I don't it, it like I'm I'm sorry nun ghost, but the second you see the bathing suit that I'm wearing that rooftop jacuzzi, you're probably going to die again. Of right? Of shock. And you know what? I'm not ashamed about that. The human body is the human body, man. Sorry, nuns. Is it rude? Is it rude to, like, be like, hey, they're going to hate us. Let's go stay on the third floor. (laughs) Fuck with these nun ghosts. I feel like because it's not our intention, we're not there going to antagonize them. We're just being ourselves. And their sensibilities simply do not align with our sensibilities. It's true. Or, in some circles, lack thereof. Depending on who you ask. I just think that I have a different... I'm not defacing the property. I'm not saying, how dare you? Like, I'm not shitting on the work they did. It's cool. No. I love your building. We're not... We're not going in... Ghost adventurous style, trying to punch a ghost or anything? No, I'm not going to punch you. I'm not going to call you a coward and demand that you speak to me. I'm just saying that I got an ass for days and I'm going to show it off. I mean, you got to you gotta share that with the world. <laughs> it's, that is a blessing. You were trying to bless service. the local population. Exactly. 
You were trying to bless the local population, and I am simply doing the same thing. I was going to keep going, but I'm going to get struck by lightning or something. Probably. <laughs> it's going to be, we're both going to get struck down. It's That's just what it is. So the nuns are some of the interactions that you might have. Apparently there is also... The legend is that there's a little boy who has been affectionately named Petey. Okay. Whether or not it's an actual, like, I couldn't find any any proof of, like, oh, it's this kid and we traced it to these death records or birth right. records or whatever in the area. They just call him Petey. And since it's a hospital... I'm guessing, unfortunately, because there was no antibiotics, there's a lot of little boys that died there. Yeah, like half of kids died back then. It was really rough. So, and he also is not malicious. He's just kind of mischievous. Um, He'll, he's been known, if you're a smoker, for trying to steal cigarettes, (laughs) which is a very little kid thing. It's a very little kid thing to do. Yeah. I still feel like even if it's not malicious, a child ghost would freak me out more than an adult ghost. Oh, for sure. Just... I hear some whispery little voice of a kid saying, do you want to play with me? No. No. No, little I don't. In fact, laughter. so much no that I'm going to sleep in my car. Yep. Yep. Just something about... Uh tiny figure where you're expecting a larger one or none at all. I just, no, thank you. No, thank you. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Well, I don't smoke cigarettes, so I'm guessing that that, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's my number one reason for not smoking cigarettes. As a matter of fact, is not the highly carcinogenic effects. (laughs) It's actually so that, 1890s kid ghosts don't fuck with me. Yeah. And so that you don't accidentally set an entire town on fire. That too. Yeah. That that too. We've learned lessons so, from history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't throw oil lamps at people. Don't smoke cigarettes. Don't awaken any unnecessary child spirits. If they're necessary, I guess go for it. But, like, if you don't have to... Yeah, maybe don't. Yeah. So there's Petey. Oh, he'll also move shit around. Which is also, again, like a pretty standard kid thing. Yeah. You know, he'll... Oh, you had your thing over here? Guess what? It's over there. Ha 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 ha. Honestly... Because kids... My kids do that without even noticing. They just are constantly touching things. Like, they don't even know that they're fucking with my shit. <laughs> just, like, put mm-hmm. put it down. What are you... No, they don't even realize it's in their hands. They just pick stuff up. And then they set it down somewhere completely random. And you won't find it again. So do you think... That's a question. Do you think when Petey's moving stuff around that he's just being a curious kid? He might be. I mean, it's probably both, right? Like, probably part of it is just curiosity. And then part of it is like, (laughs) I'm going to mess with this guy. This guy. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. That sounds that sounds about right. I would mess with people and if f- I were a ghost, like 
that's got to be like the best part about being a ghost. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to mess with people for sure. Like, oof. I'm going to be the most annoying ghost. <sighs> You're going to get so exercised excited. again. No! <laughs> well, it didn't work the first time, so it's not going to work again. <laughs> I still have demons, apparently. That's why we curse. It's just the I demons coming out. It's the demons. I don't know if I am the demon or if I'm possessed by the demons. I never quite figured that one out. I, it, it changed depending on the mood. Mm. Um, but maybe yeah, it's I mean, both. Maybe you're a demon possessed by a demon. Can that happen? I feel like that can't. Technically, That's like cheating. I mean, technically... If I understand string theory, which I absolutely do not, then everything that can happen has happened. So. I guess. I, I don't know. That feels like if you're a demon feels like possessed by a bigger, badder demon, like a Russian nesting doll of demons, then where does it end? I don't know. I mean, there was that one dude who was possessed by Legion, yeah? That was, like, lots of demons in one guy. Yeah, in one guy, but the demons weren't possessing each other and then also possessing the one guy. And whether or not that actually (laughs) happened, or maybe that was a person suffering from some severe mental health issues and they didn't have any language to appropriately describe that, nor any social safety nets to provide and care for him. Nope. So they just said demon. Demons. 100%. Of course not. Demons. Mm-hmm. For sure. Had had to be the demons. So the final ghost that occupies the Hotel St. Nicholas is not a demon. Good. Although word on the street is he does smell like one. This one oh, has no. the best nickname ever. This guy is known as Stinky. Oh no. Poor Stinky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any other name. He is referred to as Stinky, and he likes to inhabit. I saw a picture. So in where the tavern is, there is a back staircase that was basically like not servants, but like the staircase that the nuns used to go in and out of rooms and stuff like that. Okay. And apparently he likes to hang out there. Huh. And you know that he's there because I guess you'll be walking through that spot and suddenly it will just smell like raw sewage. Oh. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Like poopy. I don't like that. I don't like that being near the bar either. I could. S- I know. I can see your face. And they've tried to figure out if there was any other practical explanation for it, and it comes and goes. It's not always there. There's no issue with plumbing or pipes or leakage or anything like that. It's just this incredibly strong smell of apparently mining camp duty. Oh. I also just realized that's probably exactly what the mining camp just smelled like all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. No running water. A bunch of dis- 
disgusting, dudes. Just getting really sweaty and dirty and gassy and no running water. And probably, like... No plumbing. Catching things from drinking water straight out of creeks or whatever. Parasites, bacteria, Dysentery. whatever. You're Dysentery. Just... That's the word I was looking for. Just having violent diarrhea in a hole that you dug. Oh, I don't like any of that. How oh. are humans still alive? We're disgusting. I'm sorry for that visual that I just gave you, Auntie. I'm sorry. I just forget how stinky history was. I'm glad I didn't live back then. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't know how we survived as a species. Yeah. There are multiple questions I have about that because it's mm-hmm. got to be a numbers game. We're just really good at reproducing. Kind of near the top of the food chain. Yeah. <sighs> Poor Stinky, though. And we just, there's just so many of us. Poor Stinky. So, yeah, so Stinky smells really bad. And sometimes people will see him and it will look like just the top half of an old miner. They say he has no bottom half. They've never seen any legs. It's just him from the waist up. Huh. I still feel bad, mm-hmm. though. Like, And they say it's just he just looks kind of like a scruffy, like a scruffy miner. And he's gone in the flash. Like Stinky John or something. Like, give him a name. <laughs> just call him Stinky. We could maybe name him when we go. Okay. We'll take like a Ouija board and just ask him his name or like a, we'll do like a um, EVP. Just ask him his name. I would prefer, I'd prefer EVP because if you start messing with a Ouija board, you don't know, you don't know what's on the other end of that. She gets shady. Yeah. And then it comes home with you. Oh yeah. And like that's. That's the one rule. Yeah. That's the one rule that my partner has that I also personally have is don't bring anything back with you. That seems fair. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm like, you know, you know what? That's real. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be, I think we'd have to have a conversation if I said my souvenir was a disembodied spirit. It would be interesting because my partner absolutely 100% does not believe in ghosts in any way shape or form so it would be Mm -hmm. interesting to bring something home and have it start like haunting us just like at what point does he just give in and be like okay please cleanse our home like do something about this ghost (laughs) I feel like he would for sure be the dude that waits until the absolute climax of the horror movie. Yeah. And then realizes, like, oh, fuck, this was right. There's, like, a tornado going around. Our daughter is, like, floating off the bed. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. She sounds like a 75-year-old chain smoker. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way. I also thought... Of a phenomenal new slogan Ooh. for us. What is it? I'm excited. Because 
I was talking about how like a lame ass souvenir, but it's not a lame ass souvenir, but we could have it say, I went on vacation and all I got back was this disembodied spirit. <laughs> you know how people say like those the yeah, the, the t shirts where they're like, yeah. I survived insert this and all I got was this t shirt. <laughs> I survived, insert here, and all I got was this disembodied spirit. I love it. It's Trademark. going on the... Uh, Katie and Andy. TM, TM. It's going on the uh, the merch list. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that's that's fantastic. Perfect. Love it. We do it for the crops. Do it for the crops. And that. So that roundabout story that took us through the history of Cripple Creek is the story of the Hotel St. Nicholas. I love it. And and I want to go to mm-hmm. there. And now we can now we can go stay and we can go hang out. By the way, did you know that any creek can be a cripple creek? No. A cripple creek just means a creek that's crooked. Oh, in shape. That seems mm-hmm. So the town got that doesn't seem politically correct. <laughs> it's it's not. It's not at all. It's completely inappropriate. But at the time, yeah, that was how it was described. Hmm. So, like, the, the band's song, Up on Cripple Creek, is not talking about Cripple Creek, Colorado. Hmm. It is talking about a creek in Louisiana. Well, there you go. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I know. feel a little bit lied to. I thought Cripple Creek was something somehow special. And the town got its name, according to legend, because cows that were crossing pasture land and crossing the creek that was in the area would get injured going from bank to bank. Oh. And they would be, in their terms, I would never use this now, air bunnies crippled. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's kind of a the whole town, like, like you know, from better than Ranch One, has just been it's been named for bummers. It's been not good names. Yeah. It's been huh not great names. And now the town has a thriving gambling and casino industry. It does. I have never actually been to Cripple Creek. Mm-hmm. But neither have I. Yeah. We'll go. We'll for sure go. Yeah. It'll be fun. One day we'll set up like an actual Patreon or something. We'll do like videos going to all these places. That'll be super That'll cool. That'll be super fun. And we can do the EVP of of Mr. Stinky. Or Mr. Stinky. I'll call him Mr. Stinky. I mean, maybe that was his name. Maybe that was like what all his buddies called him in life. Perhaps. Or maybe he's like, actually, my name was Bartholomew, and I'd really appreciate it if you called me that. Right? Poor Bartholomew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was our not at all Christmas related, but Christmas related because of the name story of St. Nicholas Hospital, now Hotel. 
I love it. Good job. Thanks for, uh, thanks. What, um, what other plugs while we wrap up do you want to give? Where can people find us, Andy? Um, so they can find us on pretty much every podcasting app. I think I got most of them set up finally. And on Instagram at two girls who scare easily with the number two. Everything is with the number two. Uh, and then if you have a story about Cripple Creek or anything spooky or interesting or weird or you just want to say hi, you can email us at two girls who scare easily at gmail.com. Also with the number two. Yeah. I think that's where we're at. Rate, review, share with your friends. Say hi to us. Yes, please. We would like that. And if you want to listen to some uh, a different a different brand of weird, then I have a, another podcast, conveniently named Two Girls and a Tardis, which is a Doctor Who podcast. So if you like Doctor Who and you like science fiction and you like fantasy and you like hearing people talk about it, then tune in to our episodes. And we are on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Nice. Do you have any other creative endeavors that you want to give a shout out to? Um, I don't think so. No. <laughs> nice. Well, does that wrap us up? Did I leave anything out? Did I not do something? No, I think that's it. Next, uh, okay. next episode will be my turn. Like I said, I'm excited. This is going to be really fun. And I, I am manifesting right now that I am not going to be super coffee. Okay. I will also manifest that. I'm just, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 100%. You're going to be great. You're going to feel superhuman. Yeah. I'll have to be like be Katie. Curvious. Take it down a notch. All right. Well, I guess. Do it for the crops. <laughs> do it for the, Thanks for listening and do it for the crops. Yeah. Bye. Bye.